You're listening to The Upland Rookie, a podcast presented by Upland Brits, B Pro Kennels, Final Rise, and a Nook Shook Professional Dog Food. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Upland Rookie Podcast. So glad you're joining me today. This is episode 64 with Gary Shaw. Uh, Gary Shaw and I talk a whole lot of prairie chicken. We get to know Gary and his story more. Uh, talk about traveling hunting and uh, you know what that looks like for a lot of us. Uh, you know, a lot of us don't naturally just grow up traveling out of state into other other areas to chase new birds. But we get into uh, kind of what led uh, Gary to be uh, chasing birds all over the country uh, with some amazing. Uh, setters that he's running uh talk about uh, a cocker of course we can't talk about or we can't get through an episode <laughs> of this podcast without talking about a damn cocker so um those those will come up at some point in the conversation as well uh we're gonna roll through sponsors before we jump into the episode uh b pro kennels uh if you're thinking about a dog box especially a custom dog box and something that uh is gonna last a long long time and something that you can really uh, customize and set up for your needs and how you hunt how many dogs you have uh you're gonna want to check out b pro kennels uh bprokennels.com uh reach out to ben proctor on instagram social media whatever it might be and uh start dreaming start uh, designing what that custom dog box is gonna look like for you and uh get it dialed in uh for uh for hunting so i've been rocking my three hole box now for quite a while and uh, it's a solid solid piece of equipment that uh, is living in the back of my truck and uh, has been uh, a phenomenal addition this season final rise gear final rise uh gosh cannot say enough good things about final rise i know posted another thing today about their uh field gloves from Final Rise, uh, just been a great glove. Uh, I know there's not a, you know, some people like gloves, some people don't. It's personal preference, but these are um, comfortable, comfortable gloves. Um, unless it was super hot out, I think I'm going to be wearing these gloves all the time. Um, really short cuff, very comfortable. Uh, they're making premium premium upland gear so check them out at finalrise.com uh, they got the legacy vest the summit vest and the uh a little bit newer sidekick vest so they got some great options with great customization uh so make sure to check them out at finalrise.com i also want to thank anook shook professional dog food uh anook shook cannot say enough good things about anook shook um uh, Man, every every time my dogs have been out, uh, whether it's roading, conditioning, hunting, whatever it might be, um, they they look good. They have the energy to sustain long runs, go the distance, and uh, recover fast for the next day. So, um, a Nookshook Professional Dog Food, uh, super high calorie count per cup. Uh, dogs are healthy. Their their poops are normal, which I know is kind of weird to say, but uh, they're consistent. I'm not having weird loose stool you know, random times it's, it's, it's consistent, it's small. And, uh, these bags of food stretch super far just because of the uh, calorie count so high. And so I've been super happy with it. These are what, uh, some of the mushers and that are using up in Alaska and Canada who are running large, uh, sled dog teams. So, um, you got a sporting dog, a hunting dog, uh, check them out. A nook shook professional dog food. They also got some options to do pallet orders. Uh, you could become a trusted reseller. So they got some cool options. Um, again, keeping that, that cost per cup way down. And, uh, I've been able to feed a lot less of this food than I have with some other brands out on the market. So check them out at anookshookpro.com. Uh, lastly, I want to thank Trinity Bretons. If you're looking for a Trinity Breton, 
Uh, if you're looking for a French Brittany, I will say, check out Trinity Bretons. Uh, they're developing some amazing, amazing bird dogs. And uh, with high drive, uh, good, good genetics and bloodlines. Um, we've done a couple episodes with Jeff and Josh Ryder both and um, have really been able to kind of uh, understand better their philosophy and mindset around breeding and bird dog development. Uh, so they've been a great family to connect with and uh, really thank them for uh, for their sponsorship of this show. Um, so if you're looking for French Brittany, get in contact with Jeff or Josh Ryder of Trinity Bretons and, uh, you know, talk to them about your hunting style, what your goals are, you know, what, what you're looking for in a dog and they can help, uh, help, help match you up with the right breeding, uh, to get that right puppy that you are looking for. So check them out at trinitybretons.com. All right, guys, I think that is it for sponsors. Um, we're going to keep this short and sweet. I don't think I have a ton of updates for you guys today. Um, of course, we got another month of the Patreon giveaway happening. So make sure to get signed up on patreon.com if you're not already. Um, thank you to all the Patreon supporters out there for your support, whether you, whatever uh, whatever plan you're on. Um, really, really appreciate uh, you guys uh, helping support the show in that way. So big support there, uh, or big thanks there. And um, I was going to say, I will announce the winner on November 1st, which is crazy to think. We have November 1st right around the corner here. But uh, November 1st, I'll contact the winner via Patreon uh, or an Instagram message, whatever, I'll, I'll, whoever, whoever I draw, I'll, I'll shoot you an email uh, through Patreon and then uh, try to find you on Instagram or social media if you are and uh, let you know you won. So we got the Cable Gangs tie-out system uh, up for grabs still. Incredible, incredible system here. We got a uh, uh, two-dog system with ground stakes um, or a four-dog system without ground stakes. So you got some options, and we'll chat about that uh, for whoever wins. So um, other than that, um, I don't really have any other opening comments or notes. Um just got a bunch going on here at home. Baby's doing good. Family's doing good. So I can't complain there. Um, just got a bunch, bunch happening here. Um, Mac, the Mac dog, he, uh, he's, he's doing good. I had him out on some birds the other day and, uh, he's doing good. He's a, he's a little tank right now. He's, uh, yeah, I'll do, I'll need to do another episode on, uh, <laughs> on Mac right now. He's, uh, he's retrieving actually really well right now, which is, which is kind of nice. Um, you know, whether it's bumpers inside or, or things like that. So I've been pleasantly surprised with his, uh, his drive to retrieve right now. So haven't really seen that much naturally in when engaged they've, they've again, at times they'll, they'll pick things up and all that good stuff. So it's been fun to see him develop and, uh, get, get even more bold. Um, and I knew he was going to be a, a bold pup when we, uh, we picked him up. And uh, that's continued. <laughs> that is that's definitely continued. He's a brave little little sob, and uh, he's showing a lot of good drive. So I'm excited to uh, get him out there a little bit more. And uh, but yeah, he's he's doing good. And um, so yeah, we'll uh, I'll update you more on that. But uh, been a little quiet on social media the last couple of weeks. Again, just got a bunch going on uh, at home with work and all that stuff. So apologies, my social media has not been as vibrant, I guess, <laughs> if we want to say, but, um, anyways, I got uh, a really fun episode here. Gary Shaw and I, um, it was really good chatting with him. Gary and I've been talking over the last several months and just, uh, just getting to know him a little bit more. And, um, he's, he's been slaying it right now. <laughs> he's been, uh, been getting after it when the bird hunting, uh, since this September, October. And, uh, I learned a lot from him, uh, just on getting out there, trying new things, trying, you know, chasing new birds, 
Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll dive into it right now. I won't uh, pick it apart any further. So hope you enjoy episode 64 with Gary Shaw. That's awesome, man. Well, Gary, thanks so much for uh, for jumping on this, man. Why don't you uh, kick us off? Actually, before we kick, you kick us off, I got to ask you a question. <laughs> you, you made a post right before the season started. What's better in your mind? Is it is it August 31st or December 24th? Christmas is, Christmas Eve or the day before September 1st? It's not even close for me. It's uh, August 31st. <laughs> I, I got a big kick out of that because the excitement, man, the anticipation as you're like heading into September. I mean, there's nothing better. I, I get wound up in like the beginning of August. I'm like, man, we're we're down to 30 days. And uh, just every day you look at like me and my buddy Douglas were going to we had that Montana trip plan. And every morning, like I would wake up and I wake up early, like four or five o'clock. And uh, he must wake up like five minutes before me because every morning I'd look at my phone and he's like, 29 days, you know, 24 days, 20, you know, every morning I was like, hell yeah, this dude is more fired up than I am. <laughs> That's hard to find. That's hard to find. I'm sure it, yeah, I could, I could really, tell your enthusiasm, man, just, just from some of your posts and you, and you were just pumped. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was really excited. We, we kind of, um, went a couple different directions where we were going to go, you know, for the opener and, uh, my dogs were up in, uh, they were on Lemon, South Dakota, kind of on the North Dakota border. And I was going to run up and grab them and then come back and uh, run out to Colorado and hunt Columbian sharptails and blue grouse. And I was like, man, we're that far north. Let's just shoot over to Montana. And it just it worked out. It was great. It was, you know, one of the best hunts I've been on. That's perfect. That's perfect. Didn't you, did you hit Nebraska on the way up or no, or on the way back? We, we did both. both. Okay. Both. I was gonna say, I both. thought you were in Nebraska for a little bit. We're, we're on our way up. I, I think I had, I think I had shorts and flip flops and uh, Douglas had uh, sweatpants and Crocs on and we're driving down. We're about to Valentine. I was like, man, I know a spot. Like it's not too far off the road. I said, we should probably uh, just at least go let the dogs out to go to the bathroom and maybe take our guns with us. So we, uh, we whipped off. It's maybe a mile over there, and I, I'd been there two or three times and got into sharp tails. And nice. We we went over, dumped. I, we dumped my wire hair out and his lab, and I think that was it. Grabbed our guns, threw our bird vests on. <laughs> did, did you guys uh, wear Crocs? No, did you guys wear Crocs hunting? I had gloves on. He had his Crocs. Awesome. Like we didn't even. 100%, That's the most like, badass thing I've heard all day. <laughs> it was. It was. So we, we we climbed this damn barbed wire fence and flip flops and shorts and Crocs and sweatpants and uh, you know first shells through the shotgun of the year and um, we made it up to the top of the hill. We're in the sand hills, you know. And my wire hair just slams on point right in front of Douglas and I. I was trying to grab my phone out of my pocket and I wasn't going to make it over there. He was right there and I was like, man, he's going, he's on it. One gets up. I think he might have maybe missed the first bird, um, but the second one he drilled it, and I think another one flew over me. Maybe I shot it, and I think we ended up with a couple birds out of there. And that's all we wanted yeah, to do. Yeah, just quick little quick rip and pound a couple and hit the road. So we were there. Maybe we weren't there ten minutes. Okay, uh, and threw the birds in the. Dang. I think we threw them in a Walmart bag. Threw them in the coop. Road still had our. Lots of crocs on, you know? I love this. 
Uh, and then off to Montana. Off to Montana. I'd already hunted. I'd already hunted chickens in Nebraska, maybe once or twice. Or this was maybe the September fourth or fifth. Or I mean, I'd, I'd hunted a couple times already up there. Okay. No, or uh, just just uh, just in Nebraska where I'd been going. Yeah, yeah. But. Okay. Well, cool, man. Let's let's back up a little bit now. Just uh, introduce yourself and uh, put us on map. Where are you talking to us from? And uh, yeah, give us a little overview. Who is uh, who's Gary Shaw? Gary Shaw. Um, I grew up in Northwest Kansas. <laughs> My kids over here making. Oh, they're probably having funny. a blast with this. <laughs> grew up in uh, grew up in Northwest Kansas. Grew up hunting. I've hunted since I was a little kid. Uh, my family farms, we farmed here for, I don't know, I think my great grandpa, you know, started the farm and my grandpa bought ground, my dad bought ground and I've bought ground and, um, yeah, That's awesome. just, we, we've been here, I've been here for 40 years. Oh, dang. I've, See, you've seen some yeah. things. <laughs> yeah. I've never left really. <laughs> In here. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. What? Um, so, so you grew up hunting. So, this, was this just part of your DNA? Just like you, you're born and you start hunting. Like, what was that in your family? Was that just kind of part of your family uh, tradition? Yeah, my dad didn't really bird hunt much. He would go deer hunting. He, he's he was one of those guys that would, you know, go out opening weekend of rifle season with a you know his buddy or um, my grandpa and. Run around first good mule there they saw and you know he wasn't real hardcore sure. like I am. Kind of casual. My, my, grandpa, my grandpa was a he hunted a lot. He not as much as me, but he, he bird hunted a lot. He he more was just into pheasant hunting. He would he would hunt pheasants every day, you know, from the beginning of season. He'd always leave like the day before Christmas. I think they he would get grandma gathered up and they would get out of here before they had to buy Christmas presents. So. <laughs> nice. And he'd Texas every winter, but they, he hunted from the beginning of November until Christmas Eve every year. Okay. So that's, he's kind of the one that got me into it. I had a neighbor that lived down here. My grandpa's buddy that, um, took us a lot when we were little too. And he, uh, uh, he, he probably hunted with us more than anybody. Yeah. And that was, who was that again? Is that your, your grandpa? He's my grandpa's gotcha. buddy. Okay. He's lived a couple miles south of where I okay. live and he always had setters and Britney's yeah. and, um, so, so what, we, uh, so I guess what, and then took it, took it kind of, again, doing it as you were a kid, seeing your grandpa, your friend, your, your buddy or your grandpa's buddy. Like, I guess, where did it take off for you really? Like, what was the tipping point for you that you're like, all right, this is, this is it. Like, this is what I'm doing. I'm getting the dogs. <laughs> It wasn't that long ago, to be honest. I, I have, I've always had dogs and I've always hunted, but I, you know, I never traveled anywhere. I, I was, it's kind of the same. I just, you know, I, I thought there was pheasants and quail in Northwest. And I didn't, you know, I, I didn't know about that much else. Sure. Um, then in high school, you know, we, we didn't hunt as much. We were, it was girls and sports and, uh, Bud Light. And, you know, <laughs> what else, could, what else could you need? Yeah, there was nothing else in life, you know. We 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 would still hunt. My buddies and I'd go to. There's a lake, a couple man hour east of here, Webster. We'd go down and it was the closest quail we had. We didn't have quail here when I was a kid. We'd go down there and hunt quail, and 
uh, it was public, you know? Yeah. Okay. That, that was like the only, that was the, if you traveled to Webster, like you were, you're crazy, you know? Like, <laughs> Cause there's no birds that people are like, ah, oh, don't, don't go there. <laughs> yeah. It was, it, nobody traveled to hunt. Nobody that I knew anyways. Golly. So, so last uh, couple of years kind of when you really got into that, it harder. I think it was like seven years, six or seven years ago. Okay. Uh, I met, you know, Dylan Waller. I don't think I do. He lives in Denver. I, I was, I was Facebook friends with him and I saw that he came out and hunted with this dude from Oakley, Jim Millencipher. Uh, he, he, uh, he kind of puts on the, the governor's hunt out here at Colby. Okay. So I met those guys and then kind of got to be friends with them. Uh, the next year they invited me to go to Nebraska for the opener and hunt sharp tails and chickens up there. And shit, I've been in like, I don't know how many states since then, yeah. but it that that was the that was that's what kicked it off. We did that. We went to New Mexico and hunted. We went to Arizona and hunted. We went to Colorado. Okay, and so, that, so that that was a tipping point there. That Nebraska trip. <laughs> it was like seven years ago. Yeah. Did you ever hunt sharp tail prior to that trip, or was that your first experience? No, I never okay. did. Okay, <laughs> because again, you you kind of mentioned a second ago. You kind of I guess grew up quail and pheasant, right? Like that was that's all there was. Yeah, that's similar to me. Growing up, I, I thought there was a, pheasant very, or pheasant and quail. Yeah, there wasn't even that many prairie chickens around. We, um, we just kind of we. I'd shot a few, but not not like I do now. Yeah. I didn't really. It was just we we hunted. We have so many pheasants like on our farm that I mean we could go out and hunt sure. out our back if we wanted, <laughs> and that was all. We we didn't really know any better to be honest. Totally. That's cool, man. What's, uh, what's, what's the season been like for you? I mean, we are, I mean, when you and I are talking right now, we're still in September technically. And I mean, you've hit it hard this, this month. <laughs> you've hit it hard. So what were, what were some of the highlights, uh, this, this past month for you? Uh, it's all been a highlight to be honest. We, man, I've, I've hunted with some buddies and we went, the Montana trip was amazing. We, we came back with our possession limit of every, you know, Hans and, uh, sharp tails and sage grouse and we had to buy another cooler when we were out there actually i was getting ready to buy one and i got a buddy in uh, broadus that stuck one in my pickup the at night he's like hey don't go buy a cooler i'll just pick it up for me sometime but so we, we had to get another cooler to bring our birds home and um that was fun anytime you shoot a chicken's fun i, yeah. I hunted chickens a couple of days before I went, and uh, you hit the hit the chickens pretty hard. Looks like, yeah. The first chicken of the it was September first at if shooting light was at you know like six forty five. It was six forty seven. I had a bird in my hand. You know, it was, <laughs> I'm right off the bat chicken that year. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you just want to be the first. I, I don't have to be the first, but it just uh, it just worked. Um. A couple buddies who came down from a buddy from Utah, uh, UB Giverson came down and hunted. Uh, Tyler Sladen from Mexico came and hunted. We 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 killed a lot of chickens. And <laughs> that's awesome, that's we, awesome, man. We worked our butts off. We walked a lot of miles. And it was hot, and we you know went through a lot of dogs and oh, a yeah. ton of water. I mean, gosh, between the th- what the three of you, I mean, you've probably had what ten over ten dogs on that on that chicken hunt. I think Tyler has 15. Oh, geez. <laughs> so you had the yeah. dog power. 
We we had we had dogs. That's always good. We have we have five, I guess. We have a Ryan has a cocker, and I have a wire hair and three setters. Okay. So yeah, so dog power was no was no issue. But again, in the heat. Yeah. I mean, the heat. I mean, you're rotating dogs pretty often. So by the time he left, my dogs were shot. My wire hair, my because um, I sent the bell off to do the field trial thing. So I was down to. She went. She went to Montana with me, but she didn't go. You know, she went with uh, Matt right after we got back. So, so. did you hunt her in Montana after you? Hunted okay. a lot in Montana. Okay. She was incredible. That's awesome. Yeah, and then you, we were talking a little bit ago, I think, before we were recording. But now she's off at doing some trial stuff, right, with the trainer? Yeah, okay. yeah. She went. To, she went to like a summer camp with with uh, Matt Cocker, and he's a pro uh, field trial dude. Yeah, both of my did and he really liked her wanted to campaign her this year and some derby stuff yeah, so that's cool did you have any idea she kind of was that caliber of dog before you sent her off to to him or no i, I always thought rose was better to be really? honest but rose rose is two and bell's one uh bell did good last year but she was a train wreck most of the time you know she'd find birds but a lot of times you didn't see them until they were flying uh well, one one time in particular, I went took her chicken hunting and dropped her out. She's the only one I let out, and she kind of pointed a chicken or a pair of chickens, and they flew, and she chased them. And forty five minutes later, she was still chasing chickens, and she'd probably kicked up seventy or eighty in this one, you know, half section of grass. She just she got excited. <laughs> She's like, "Let's Lost go." Her. I leaned up against the fence post and just sat there and drank a Gatorade and laughed my ass off. <laughs> As you see all these chickens pour out. Watching this eight-month-old puppy just have the time of her life, you know? That's good, man. That's, yeah. that's probably good for you. That was the, was that the one-year-old or the older one? The one-year-old. Okay. <laughs> kind of now. She'll actually That's all. Most of yeah. That's awesome. She, so are you going to, um, so with, is it, sorry, is it Belle or Rose who's with the trainer? now bell. bell so are you gonna run her in the trials or handle her or are you gonna let uh your the trainer do- no he's gonna okay. do it i'm gonna go i'm bringing a horse i'm gonna go ride along and check it out i've i've never been to i've never even been to one so. yeah i'll be it'll be a cool experience man get to see that and meet some people see how the dog does and yeah throw the old cowboy yeah, hat on there you go oh. there you go <laughs> that'll be a good time right there um Let's uh, talk about your season. I, one thing I wanted to kind of ask you um, again: you've been been at this quite a while, and uh, I love to get kind of get people's perspectives on like like what have you, I guess you've learned over the last let's say seven years when you've really gotten into this. Like I guess how have you developed over the last seven years as an upland bird hunter? Like like any takeaways, any learnings that is I guess valuable to share with someone listening to this right now. Man, you probably learn every time you go out, to be honest. I mean, everything's different. Every day's different. Every bird's different. Your dogs are always different. Uh, you just kind of have to figure each, you know, each thing out. We, we When we went to Montana, we had no idea what was going on. And we hunted some stuff that looked really good and didn't really find birds. And then we uh, got into some spot, you know, some places where there was a ton of birds. And we just you know, kind of figure it out from there, you know? Yeah. Every time's different. You hunt, hunt chickens, you know, if it's windy, 
they're usually on the backside of the hill, you know, or rainy, like I, like I was talking to you about. They're they're on the backside of the hill, or you know, a little bit lower if it's hot and sunny. They're you know up higher, and um, sorry, hold on. No, you're good. Right, right. You can talk, man. <laughs> this is the, yeah. Well, I don't care. Pe- dogs barking, people talking. Ask me. No. Um, <laughs> slipping, yeah, slipping your notes as you're talking on the podcast. Right. Love it. Yeah, it's a. I don't know. I think everything's a learning experience. You go to Arizona and hunt quail. Everything. It's. It's just. You just have to figure it out. Yeah. Sometimes you walk. 20, 30, 40, 50 miles before you do, but hopefully you figure it out. Totally. That's a good point. I mean, like you said, every time is going to be different. Like every field, every walk, every new bird you try hunting. Like that's, it's not going to be. Not do something different. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't just do the same thing every time. It sucks. Cause it, there's birds there. Sure. They're just, I mean, so many, I've seen so many old people just complain and complain. About no bird numbers. And you know, we're, but, but they, they're the same way that they've hunted for 20 years or 30 or 40 years. You know, they walk the same field and hunt the same tree row. And uh, it's, it's, it's all, it always changes. Everything changes. Habitat changes. Uh, this year is dry. It was hot in Montana. So we found more birds where there was water, or, you know, really green grass, lower areas. There, you know, maybe. Uh, cattail slough there was more grasshoppers in places where it was greener it was just just gotta figure it out it's yeah adapt you gotta adapt so so here, here's a follow-up question with that like when did you figure that piece out like what you got to adapt because i think a lot of us just fall into our normal all right we're gonna hunt the birds the same way we always do it's like like were you just w- wired that way or, or was there a point where you're like all right screw this i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna switch it up wired that way um I, just growing up on a farm and being around animals and cattle and you know birds all uh, i've been around all the time uh hunting deer and if it's 100 degrees hunt by water you know if it's if it's snowy and shitty hunt by cover and um just kind of gotta think if you were a bird where would you want to be i don't know what i how i look (laughs) at it think like a bird man it's a it's a hundred it was 103 degrees when we pulled into um the town in Montana we hunted, I was like, they're going to either be, you know, by water or shade or, and the, the Huns were, if there was a tree, there was 40 Huns under it. And if there was, you know, water, there was sharp tail within a quarter mile of it, you know, it was sure. just figured out it, uh, it wasn't rocket science. <laughs> totally. It's, I mean, water's a obvious necessity. And so you're like, all right, 101, let's, let's go to water. If there's a good, uh, looking patch up on top of a hill but there's no water and it's 100 degrees there's probably not going to be birds there you know it's sure just it just it doesn't make sense it's it's kind of nice get on on x and you can figure you know you can see ponds and you can see the drainages and you don't even have to go look at it you can totally. kind of figure it out on x is the best thing it's the best thing to come out <laughs> ever period yeah it is nice. I was going to ask about, uh, it's like, I guess summertime, again, I know Kansas was super hot and dry this year. Do you do much scouting around like for new areas in Kansas or you just kind of hunting season comes and put boots on the ground, and start walking? Yeah. Put boots on the ground. It's right where I'm at. It's kind of hard because there's, you know, a lot of crops. It's, it's, uh, 
probably 80% crops and 20% grass or, you know, waste land. So okay. there's not doubting to be done here. You see birds on the road and there's always birds here because there's irrigation, but it was real dry. Okay. There, there, there'll still be birds. It's not going to be good. Sure. But yeah, uh, I don't scout much. I, I spend the summer and spring, summer, you know, like working so I can, you know, so you can, yeah, so you can take time off and hunt. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, the best plan. That's the best plan. Um, last thing I want to ask you about, um, and you know, are your kids and you got a couple kids, are they involved in hunting outdoors? Like, is that just, again, I know you guys live out in the country. Is that part of your lifestyle? And are they into bird dogs and hunting and all that? Yeah. Um, the boys are, uh, Ryan and Cooper both, they love to hunt. Ryan, he has a cocker. I think she's, hi lady. She's running somewhere. Uh, he, no, there she is. He, uh, this is Ryan's little mom. Oh, nice. Here. She, she's usually within two or three feet of you, like staring. <laughs> the cocker craze continues. I, I think I joked with someone last up or last time I recorded one. Um, I think, I think it's been like seven episodes now where a cocker has come up in the interview. <laughs> just naturally, <laughs> just like naturally not planned. Yeah. She's, she's sitting right here just staring at me. That's awesome. How's that? How's the cocker introduction been? I mean, how's it, how's it been hunting with the cocker? Have you, you have any experience with them before? Or was this kind of just a, Hey, let's try one. Uh, so we went to Arizona a couple years ago, me and Ryan, uh, we can, you know, go off your first question. Ryan and I went to Arizona two, I think it was two, yeah, two, two winters ago. And we went, I think we left Christmas Eve or Christmas day, hauled ass, drove, got down there and hunted. I don't know if we hunted with Tyler lives in Albuquerque. I don't know if we met Tyler there or we went, I think we went on to Arizona maybe, but. Uh, yeah, we went on to Arizona cause we, we dropped dogs right by the New Mexico, Arizona border. We hunted till noon or whatever shot. I don't know. We, we, sh we shot a lot of birds. We shot, you know, I don't know what the limit is. So I'm not going to say how many we shot. <laughs> we, we shot a fair amount of birds. I mean, seven or eight or whatever scalies and, and probably more gambles than that. We, we shot sure. 15 birds, maybe uh, we didn't go over the limit. Uh, and I was like, you want to go try to get a Mern so we can get a desert slam in a day. And he's like, might as well. So we haul ass. Like it's like another couple hours probably to where there's Merns or three hours where I knew to go. And we get out, we had maybe an hour left of, uh, daylight. And we dropped dogs and did a big loop and didn't find anywhere. Almost back to the pickup and uh, my wire hair. She's really good at Mern. She's kind of a little slower, more thorough. Man, she like started tracking some birds. You know, she tracked them at least a hundred yards and went up the hill, got above this cedar tree and just locked on. I'm like Ryan, get up there. And he went around the edge of this cedar tree and this quail jumped up and he smoked it so he shot a scaled quail a, a, a male male gambles and a male merns and in a day one, and i was so freaking excited i was jumping up and down like yelling i was like man it was like the first time i ever shot a bird i was that i shot a desert slam in one day in arizona the first day we were there and 
I look over and my other dog's pointed and I like walk over there and I shoot one too. Oh, no way. And then he's like just as excited for me and we, you know, high-fived and walked That's back to cool. the And we were like trying to take a picture with our phone, you know, how you can like set the timer or whatever sure. and our dogs wouldn't sit still. <laughs> I mean, it took us like 10 minutes to get a half-ass picture. Yeah. <laughs> it, it took, but anyways, we got it and it was fun. I sat there and drank a beer and we talked about how good the day was and um that's awesome man that sounds like a like one for the memory book for sure it was i, I think i might have posted about it the other day but that that was probably the best day i've ever i mean i've killed more birds and i've had more successful hunts but that was like the most successful hunt like yeah. to me doing that with him yeah N- new area new experience days, we uh I mean, he had he had a great time. I had a great time. We just we clicked like that. We 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 uh, we always have. Me and him yeah. are super. Um, it was just fun. That's it's awesome, awesome, man. That's awesome. Um, so was that before he got the cocker or after? That was so. That was the beginning of the cocker. So okay. Kyle played and showed up the next day or with the his day cocker after, with his cocker and Ryan loved it he's like i think we had a dog pointed and tyler's back with his cocker and he's like all right here comes river and he just like and she's like flying up and does the cocker thing yeah like runs through the dog's legs and just burns explode and we like dump three or four of them and from that moment on ryan was gonna have a cocker you know it's like there was no yeah no question just like all right they're like so that's cool Kind of like an unfortunate deal. His he had a wire hair that he he bought on his own, and it uh, we let him out one night to run around right before dinner, and they got chasing something, and it got ran over. So oh bummer, gosh. So then he got his cocker after that happened, and uh, she's incredible. She's uh, we've hunted with a lot of people, and we just keep getting compliments about how yeah it, she's a beast. That's cool. I, I shot I shot a limited chickens the other day. She kicked up. I just had her out. I didn't even have a pointing dog out. Oh, really? They were so tired. They couldn't even – they didn't want – the door and the cocker would come out, and they would just lay in the box. <laughs> but, uh, Whatever. Take the cocker. So I let the cocker out, and I got – I was just more looking for, like, where – you know, I, I went to the top of the ridges, and, man, her little tail started beating, like – 4,200 beats a minute, you know, like, <laughs> that's, you know, get ready. So I start getting ready and a uh, chicken gets up and I shoot it and another chicken gets up and I shoot it. Another chicken gets up and I shoot it. Um, and I just stood there and she like the cocker went out and got all three birds and brought them back to me. And, uh, she's, she's just good. It that's cool, man. 90 degrees. We'd walked, I think we walked 39,000 steps that day or, or thir- like 39,900 steps. Have you, have you tracked your September miles yet? Cause I know you've, you've Three, put some miles in, man. Say that again. I'm at 300 miles. Son, stop it. For I've you walked, or the dogs? I, I've walked 300 miles. Oh my gosh, dude. You're killing it right now. Yeah. I've, I'm, I was ready for, I haven't hunted this week. I was ready for a break. Oh, sure. Yeah. When you hunt that much, I'm sure your body and you're just mentally too. You're like, all right, need yeah, a little. Our Montana trip, I think we drove like 3,500 miles. And Golly. Yeah, it was, it was a lot. 
And then, but when I, you know, UB comes out, Tyler comes out, other, you know, everybody's like wants to come out and shoot chickens. And sure. I'm like, yeah, I don't say no. I never. <laughs> don't. I mean, you can't. I mean, honey season's short enough. I mean, you got to take the opportunity while you can. Yeah, I, I don't ever tell anybody now. So. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Um, well, I want to get into chickens a little bit uh, in a second here, but let's chat about your dogs a little bit more. So you got a wire hair and setters for you personally. I know Ryan's got the cocker. What, uh, I guess, what led you down the path of the wire hair and the setters? Pros, cons, like, like for you, talk about that a little bit. I had wire hairs. I, I had four wire hairs before. And because all I, I, I just hunted around here, you know, they're, they're great for pheasants and quail. It's always cold. You know, they're, they're good retrievers. They hunt everything we hunt around here is, you know, smaller, like draws, waste draws, thick CRP. You didn't, I didn't need anything that ran super big. So I, I really liked them. I mean, they, they were what I wanted to hunt here. And then once I started traveling, I was like, you know, my wire hairs are, you know, 50, 75, 100 yards tops away from me. And I'm like, looking around, like, man, I wish I had a dog that was running over there like 400 yards and a dog that was running over there like 400 yards and um, cover some ground. Yeah. So I decided to try a, you know, all my buddies have um, setters or I got a buddy that has pointers and uh, decided to try the, the setter thing and, they're, I, I really like them. They're, they're nice dogs. They, they do it for you? Yeah. Yeah. There's, I, I usually run, what, I, what I've been doing is running a one setter with a wire hair. So the wire hair will hunt. Okay. A little she's closer. Start, yeah. She, she's starting to actually hunt with these setters and seeing them out. She's actually getting out quite a bit farther now, but she's a lot closer, thorough, slower. She's, my wire here is incredible. She's she's good no matter where you go. She's not as good on the prairie as she is, you know, some other things. But uh, it's a good combo. You got a 150-yard dog and a dog that's yeah. sit five, six, seven, eight, nine hundred yards out, you know. And it really works well. Totally. Cover yeah, co- covering their ground. We, we, do you ever throw the cocker in the, in the mix of that? I drop. I almost dropped the cocker every time when we <laughs> last year. Um, we hunted for three or four days, uh, and I rotated all the pointing dogs, and I dropped the cocker every single drop in there. <laughs> wow! It, it never gets tired. That thing will go and go and go. I mean, it's literally the Energizer Bunny. Um, Just a motor on them. It sounds like crazy. It it is it will blow your mind if you watch this thing hunt. That's hilarious, dude. I, I mean they they are all the all the rage right now. They sound like fun dogs. They found sound like yeah. they're gonna they're gonna find birds and and do it well. You get the right one. You gotta you gotta. I, I wouldn't just buy one from anybody. I mean, do a little yeah. bit of just like anything. I mean, oh totally. I, I was gonna ask do you do you get into the. Again, bloodlines, pedigrees, all that for, you know, your wire hair, your setters, like, or are you, are you not as picky? No, I'm, I've gotten really picky. You know, back in the day, we'd buy a short hair from Joe down the street. (laughs) And if it pointed a few birds a year, you know, you had a hell of a bird dog, you know, 
uh, you're ready to stud that thing out, you know? <laughs> Breed him. Breed him. <laughs> we didn't know. Um, the wire hair deal, I got a little bit pickier. You know, I, I was a little bit more um, knowledgeable, I guess, at that point in my life. Not like super knowledgeable. I probably wouldn't have got wire hairs, but uh, <laughs> no, they're all. But you have to get the right ones. You got to. Sure. Um, with the setters, I was super picky. I, I asked a lot of people and, um, there's a guy in, there's a guy in uh, Salt Lake city, Talmadge Smedley. And I think, man, he's, he's breeding incredible dogs, mm. you know, big running field trial, uh, he hunts, you know, chuckers and huns and the rocks and runs them off horseback. And, uh, he's, He's building dogs right now, so I. That's cool. I, I talked to three or four guys, and they're like, they gave me a real short list of people they would buy setters from, and he was the top of everybody's list. It seemed like at the time, and so I called him up, and um, you know, the, he's the nicest guy you'll ever talk to in your life. It, you know, if you call Talmadge, you better plan on talking to him for two or three hours. <laughs> That's cool. I, I've heard his name tossed around a little bit. I, I don't, I, I, I might follow him on online, but I'm not, I'm not sure. Yeah. He, he's a, the nicest guy you'll ever run into. He's, uh, he, he trains dogs and, and does trains horses and okay. does, and does, uh, I think he does like the reining, the, the, the cutting and all that stuff on horses you know the stuff you see on yellowstone when they're chasing steers around <laughs> sure or i think he does all of that and trains dogs and breed setters and he uh but he's really good at what he does he's really picky and you know breeds stuff and that's cool so so what, i guess what are your dogs i guess excelling or this let's talk to setters just for, for uh whatever talk to setters what are they excelling most uh for them is it their their range is it their uh, nose like, like what what makes them special for you both they 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 range a lot they're really tough they handle heat well hmm. you know if it's 80 degrees i'll drop them instead of the wire hair you know just because they can they can handle it better they'll still sure. run their hearts out and the wire hair will trot in front of you and say, this is way too hot, bud. Let's go find, go find the cow. Like I'm done. Let's, <laughs> let's go back. <laughs> yeah. They, the setters will just keep trucking until that. So you just kind of bounce around between cattle tanks and keep them in water. Yeah, dunk them. Yeah. They, they, they're, they're incredible on the prairie, hot weather, uh, they have huge noses and they run big and they look sexy on point. I'll say that. They are pretty. <laughs> my my setters. I'm gonna say my wire hair is a lot better on like pheasants and you know stuff like that. A little more closer type. You know. You know. I, I was gonna ask. Do you do you run setters on pheasant really at all or? I do, but not when I'm with a bunch of people because they'll end up you know 700 yards out. <laughs> yeah, she's like peace. I'm going to find the chickens. Yeah, once a couple of pheasants fly, she just got excited. She, she was a pup though, too. Oh um, yeah. Um, they they get excited and just you just uh, watch the field get cleared. My <laughs> wire hair is a little better. The cocker's really good on pheasants. She yeah, just, I imagine the cocker's got to be. I mean, pretty damn perfect, right? I mean, the throwing cocker, them in the thick stuff. Everything like I. 
I, I love that dog. I hate that dog from from like March first until September first. It's the most annoying thing you've ever seen. Life. You know how you see those memes when moms talk about going to the bathroom and their kids like right they can't go to the bathroom. With their mom, that cocker. I mean, it's if, that yeah, that's the dog. If you get up and get a drink, you know that cocker is four inches from you. If you go to the bathroom, the cockers you have to shut the door. The cockers staring at you while you're going to the bathroom. You know if, if, the, if you have to get up and get the door, like you look down and the cockers like standing right. But, well, just, just a second ago, we were talking about the cocker, and you were like, you look behind you, you look to the side, you're like, I don't, I don't know where where is that, and then you look at your feet, and you're like, oh, it's right there. I'm gonna show. Oh, it's awesome! <laughs> no, there he is. <laughs> always, always. Oh, ready. that's too funny. You think you'll you'll pick one up for yourself someday? I'm gonna have to because Ryan's going to college, and he's not gonna leave his dog with me. <laughs> he's taking the dog. He's like, I'm, that dog's mine. I think he's going to K State, and the waterfowl hunting's like incredible down there. So, okay, he's probably going to take her. She's a good dog too. Really? When, gosh, she was probably like seven or eight months old last year. She, uh, him and his buddy shot. I think there was five of them. They shot five limits of geese, and she retrieved them. When oh she was, wow! Like, bonkers, like they were bigger than her. Oh yeah, those 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 candles get huge. She just kind of drag them back. <laughs> <laughs> That's freaking awesome. Like the heart on those things is incredible. That's so cool. I mean, they're cool looking dogs, man. There's, there's no doubt about it. And when they, when they do their job well, even but that's even better. Yeah. It's fun. She's that's, fun. That's so cool. Um, I was going to ask you about training, but I know, I know you sent your dog to, uh, to a trainer up in, was it South Dakota, North Dakota? Yeah. He's from Oklahoma. I, okay. I, I don't have a lot of time in the summer to train and, access to birds is really limited you know it's I, I don't know where i would even go to get pigeons probably you know i'm I'm three and a half hours from a city so oh wow so you're yo yeah you're out there i don't think you said are, are you south or like central kansas or no I'm, I'm northwest oh northwest okay I'm 30 minutes from nebraska and like you know maybe like 50 minutes from colorado um gotcha oh, okay, okay gotcha yeah you're, you're you're not too far from me no I'm, I'm, it's it's just like three and a half hours to downtown Denver. Okay. I can be at the airport in three, but yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's three hours to, to birds or chuckers or, you know, whatever. Sure. So I, I don't do a lot of training. There's so many crops around here. There's not a lot of wild birds to run on. And, yeah. Uh, so last year what I did, and this worked really well. I hunted my bird, my dogs all season. I went to Arizona, like the, whatever i think it closes the 7th of february you know i think i was out yeah. there the first week of february so uh, on the way back i i don't know you know who andy taylor is oh yeah yep he trained one of my dogs yeah so what i did is just dropped him off at andy's on the way back i'm like you know do your magic i'm gonna leave him yeah. here months and he put him on birds and got him you know steadied back up because you know after six months of me hunting them they're not steady they're <laughs> totally you're like all right fix them now <laughs> barrel by the end of the season to be honest and <laughs> totally <laughs> so i dropped him off at andy's he did a really good job he, andy's an incredible trainer um really like him he's a good dude and uh yeah. so i he had him for a couple months and i picked him up and we did you know just fun stuff i take him out we have a really big pasture and i'll take him over and there's some chickens in there and i, I try not to 
run them too much on those. There's a big leg, so I, I don't really get them in there early, but we'll, we'll run them in there, you know, after the females are all bred. And sure. I'll run them, I don't know, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 miles, you know, three or four times a week on my Polaris and sure. just get them, keep them in shape. And then, um, Matt Cochran stopped by. He's from Oklahoma. He stopped by and picked him up and took him to South Dakota and, you know, ran him the whole month of August. Oh, nice. Horseback and got him on wild birds and, you know, got him in better shape. Yeah, that's I'll great. Probably, probably just keep doing that same thing, kind of. Yeah, that's a it's kind of good routine, conditioning, using some trainers, using people who got the time, knowledge, experience, all that stuff. Yeah, and good at what he does and, and then – you know, Matt's really good at what he does too, and, and getting them on wild bird. You know, getting them on sharp tails for a month straight before I'm going. Oh yeah, that's a that's a huge part. I mean, for a dog to to get on those and get some experience. I mean, that heading the season, I mean, nothing better right there. Yeah, it was perfect. They they were ready to hunt what I was ready to hunt. You know. And yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like picking up a dog the first of October. You know, they've been hunting for a month already. Totally, they're like, all right, we're we're. I mean, we've been doing this. We're we're ready. Hell, too. We, we stepped into Montana and those dogs were dialed in. They were on their A game. It was, and we killed, man. We, we, uh, we left that state with a lot of sharp tails and we're not That's awesome. Dots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good trip. <laughs> Sounds like a good trip. Um, all right. Last thing I kind of want to talk about here was, uh, prairie chickens. Uh, again, I know you've, you've chased them a lot, uh, from, from our, our conversations. Um, let's talk about prairie chickens a little bit. Um, I guess let's talk about prairie chickens in Kansas and, and I guess how to hunt them. I guess if someone's out there listening saying, Hey, I'd love to chase chickens someday. Like what are some basic things that they would, they would need to know? Cool. Um, my favorite thing about prairie chickens is they're like the native bird here. You know, they weren't shipped in from China like pheasants. And uh, I, I'm not a pheasant. Like, I don't really like pheasants. <laughs> <laughs> but you got the pheasants forever hat on, man. Come on. I like, I love pheasants forever, but I love, <laughs> I love I'm with you. I'm with you. So they're my favorite thing to hunt. They're, um, Everybody, you know, you always see online, people are talking about the, the, what, what bird is the king of the, uh, I, I saw this post the other day on Facebook and it, I saw your comment. It, it's not a rough grouse. It's, a, it's, in my opinion, it's a prairie chicken. Um, and why is that? Why, why, why is prairie chicken the king? Uh, they're not easy to hunt. I mean, you gotta, you gotta walk and your dogs have to have, you know, you just can't. They're tough. They sure. they're a tough bird to hunt. They're they're wild. You know, they're sometimes they're hard to point. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're dumb, but more often than not, they're you know, if your dog takes one too many steps, they're gone before you're close. And uh some sometimes they're in the fields. Sometimes you know that you, you find a cubby quail, that, that cubby quail is gonna be there all year. You know, they're they're close within you know, a couple hundred yards, 300 yards, that covey quail's always there. You might hunt a, a pasture and there'll be 20 chickens in it. You might hunt it four more times and there's nothing. And then the mm. fifth time there's 20 birds in it again. You know, they, they fly, <laughs> fly two or three miles, four miles. And, you know, they, they change their patterns with right now they're feeding on grasshoppers. Um, 
as and, and, and so, uh, and so real, real quick to back up, I want to gloss over what you just said. So pasture, are, are you hunting them in the like same as you would a sharp tail, like like grassland or actual yeah. like p- pasture land? Is there a difference? No, it's the same. Like grass, same like thing. Grassland, like short grass. Okay, native. short grass prairie. Yep. Okay. Um, they they change their pattern though. You know, as crops get harvested. They'll start flying out in the grain, but right now they're just feeding on grasshoppers. So, uh, just figure out where they're at. And but but they move, you know. Like, there's not a lot of public ground out here, you know. Maybe maybe what I, I don't know. Five percent of it's public. Ten percent. Sure. You get on Onyx, you can tell. But, um, you know, they they might be on this half section of grass one time and. The next five times they might be switched half mile over here in the neighbors. That's private, you know. Yeah. But you just have to walk. It's just a ton of walk. Me and Tyler walked forty thousand steps like three days in a row, and <laughs> um, the the probably the second day maybe we we probably didn't shoot a chicken until we had um, thirty eight thousand steps done. You know, we we walked and walked and walked, and our dogs bumped a little group of them and. You know, you just, you just keep going and drink a lot of water and keep walking. Don't yeah. if you if you get discouraged easy, don't hunt chickens because <laughs> that's hunt, good advice right there. I hunted three days in a row and I had never fired a shot. You know, uh, last week I I kill a lot of chickens, but I I don't post the bad days that often. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I mean, I've. T- you're out there walking, man. You're you're putting in the time, and we, we all say it like like putting the miles, put put the boot leather on the ground. But oh, oh fetching feathers, you got to keep kicking dirt. <laughs> Here you go, bring it to life. Keep kicking dirt. But yeah, like like you're saying, like you're not posting all the bad days. So like I, I think there's a perception of like people think like see people whether it's you or whoever it is out there posting a lot of birds. Like oh, it's it must come so easy or it must be so great. But like again, you said. There's days. I mean, I, I was I texted you a few days or last week or whatever it was. I was like, I you know put in two days chasing chickens. Dogs bumped them. It's rainy, windy, whatever. You know, it was, it was kind of sucky. But um, like we all have those days. Like it's, it's going to happen. Yeah, like like me me and Tyler hunted that that last day. We walked forty thousand steps. You know, and it was we were done. We I don't think yeah. we could day. Well, two days later, Yubi shows up. You know, and and um, my friend Ashley Ash and Cash on um, Instagram. Oh yeah. They showed up to hunt chickens and we walked, I think I looked at my thing when we got back to the pickup, we walked like 4,700 steps and we had three limits, you know, it was yeah. 40,000 one day and 4,700 the next day. And we, you know, we, we were done. It was, it was 7:30 that morning and we were walking back to the pickup. Yeah. Driving two hours home. It was just like some days it's, and, and we, we didn't even get a hunt where we wanted to hunt. We pulled up and somebody was just dumping dogs out and we're like, shit. So we got on. Oh, uh, change, change of plans. Yeah. What are we going to do? And, you know, there was something 10 miles away. So we hauled ass there real quick and dumped dogs out. We were done. You know, we walked a couple miles and we were done and it was, I had those people were there. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I, that's a good takeaway. I mean, for, honestly, for anyone listening, of whether you're you're new to hunting, whether you're not, we've whether you've been doing it for twenty years, like it's a good reminder of like you're going to have your sucky days, and you got to put a lot of time in, a lot of time on the ground. You do. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes, man. Sometimes it's tough. First time I went to Arizona, I, I'd seen pictures of my buddies down there, you know, hunting scaled quill and gambles, and you know, there's like lines of them on the tent. 
we got there and we walked and walked and walked. You know, we were, I was like, man, I thought this would be a lot easier. And I'm like, where the hell did you find these birds at? <laughs> um, and he's like, man, just keep walking. We just run into them. And then like we popped over a ridge, you know, and you know, before we know it, we have 15 of them in our bag and it's just, just keep it, it, it changing. Kind of like the first thing you said when we first started this whole conversation was, was you mentioned like birds, it's going to change every day. Your timeout, every walk is going to be different. Every, the, the dog, they're going to have a bad day. They're going to have a good, like, it's going to change time to time. And it's not all, all going to be the same every, every, every experience. Yeah. There's different, different circumstances all the time. It's the, the dogs hunt different. The, the scenting's different. The humidity's different. The wind's different. Yeah. Amp's different. The birds, maybe they've been, maybe they had this shit hunted out of them all week, you know, and they're, yeah, they're, and they're scared for their life. And, um, it's just, it's always different. Just keep, keep yeah. going. Yeah. I, I mean, that's like, it's like last season for me, um, did, did pretty well on the sharp tail, did pretty well on the prairie chickens. And so this September went out, like I was feeling confident, I was feeling good. I was like, oh, I'm going to, you know, get, the, get into these chickens again. And I'm over three or four trips now uh, to Nebraska on chickens. I'm like, all right, it's different. It's not it, the same as last year. It's, it, you know, it's dry though. There's not as many birds up there. I mean, Nebraska. Yeah. I went north of. Uh, I went north of. Uh, I went in like west central Nebraska. Sure. I'm going to tell you where I'm at. Where I was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't don't do that. Uh, I went up there and. We went a couple miles. The rose pointed. It was like that day last week when it was like forty-two degrees and it was windy and drizzly. And it was, yeah, yeah. It was like the first time I wore a hoodie this year, and I had two of them on. It was cold, and I was I pulled my gun up, and I knew I didn't get it up right when those they were three sharp tails. And man, I went boom, 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 and they kept flying, and I was like yep. ready to break my gun and throw my. <laughs> And I walked 10 more miles that afternoon. I never even saw another bird. Yeah. It's tough up there. I've, it, it is. No, I, I had a similar experience. I might have been within a day or so of that because it was rainy. It was windy. It was really crappy weather out cold. Um, it was great. Dogs dogs could run well. It wasn't super hot, but uh, same deal. Birds got up, missed both my shots. I was like, crap. I've gotten to one more group, but they were flushing so wild. I mean, it was windy, rainy, and, you know, they were just this huge group boom, took off. I'm like, crap. Yeah. The, the next morning I went out and Rose, Rose is really hunting well too. Uh, the two year old, she, she was ran up this fence line, probably five or six, 700 yards and pointed. And I saw her up there. All you could see was her tail in this grass and the, the sun was just coming up. It was, if I would have had a big camera, man, it would have been, I could mm. pull pictures, but I started working up there in this, I, I have one of Tyler's pups and She's just putting things together, you know, this year. She's just turned one, and she popped over the hill and saw Rose pointed, and she's like, oh, there must be birds up here, and she just, like, ripped him. I was 200 yards away or 300 <laughs> away. There was, like, eight or 10 or 12 chickens there, and they flew away, and um, I was like, damn you. I was so mad. <laughs> Another half mile, and uh, Rose pointed. It ended up being a metal arc, but – that dog back rose from 70 yards away when she was pointing the lark, but not when she was pointing chickens. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a good story though, honestly. Uh, it, it always, <laughs> those damn meadow larks, man. There are so many of those birds out in the freaking prairie. Golly. Their dogs don't point and they're not being honest with you. Yeah. 
<laughs> They're so annoying. Well, Gary, this has been uh, this has been a blast, man. I've uh, I've loved uh, getting to chat with you. Uh, last couple months, we've we've connected online a little bit, and uh, it's been fun to get to know you a little bit more here on the podcast. So, um, one of the things I like to end with, um, kind of a closing question, is uh, what advice would you have out there? Or what, what advice would you have for the rookie uplander out there? Uh, maybe someone there when they're listening to this, maybe they're in the thick of it of their first season. Um, maybe they're just getting into this. Like, what what piece of advice would you share with them? And don't expect everybody to hand you everything. Um, go wear some boots out. Wear your dogs out. Tired dogs, wore out boots are the best thing you can do. Um, just don't don't think it's all going to be easy because it's not. You know, it's it's yeah. tough. Uh, don't get discouraged. Keep hunting. Ask questions. Ask. Uh, use your. There's so many resources. Ask uh, the local biologist. Talk to the game wardens. Talk to knock on doors. Talk to farmers. Uh, if you see a cowboy on a horse, say, "Hey, do you ever see birds out here?" You know, that, there's there's a million resources. They're all different, but they all sure. You know, and, uh, go into the go grab a cup of coffee in the gas station. If there's some old guys drinking coffee, go go talk to them. Say, "Hey, guys, you know, I'm like up here looking for some sharp tails. You guys ever? You know, hell, they're all ranchers or farmers. You know, and totally." Uh, they, they've probably been there for 70 years and uh, ask ever just don't get on Facebook though and say, where's the best spot to hunt um, sharp tails. Cause you're probably going to get, but probably go ask, go ask all the locals, talk to locals, I guess would be my best advice. That's good, man. I don't think anyone has said that on this, on this before. Talk, talk to my, I, I think old guys at the grain elevator, old guys at the coffee shop, the gas station, drinking coffee, They've been there forever. They they know where the birds. They know. They've yeah. seen the land. They live on the land. They're they're out there. They'll they'll, they'll probably they're probably going to give you advice, and they might give you permission to hunt on a ten thousand acre ranch. You never know. Um, mm-hmm. Doesn't hurt to ask. Talk Can't to hurt. Them. Be nice. Be polite. Buy him a, buy him a cup of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> that's 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 good, man. That's great. I love that. I love that. All right, brother. Last thing we'll uh, wrap up here with is uh, some rapid fire questions. So I'll just uh, ask you a few of these and uh, you just give me your off the cuff answer and we'll uh, wrap this thing up. Cool. All right. Um, for, uh, for you, Gary, what came first, the dog, the gun, or the bird? Gosh, probably the dog and the gun at the same time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Combo package? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, what gun are you carrying into the field and why? I have a 20 gauge ethos. Um, I like it. It's super light. Uh, I actually wanted it a quail forever banquet in Sonoida, Arizona when I was quail. Oh, heck yeah. Uh, went down and I went down, actually I went down with a bunch of pheasant forever guys. Um, and we were at the banquet and I want it. It's my favorite gun I've ever had. That's awesome, man. That's a, it's a sweet gun. Yeah. I love it. It is a sweet gun. Uh, favorite bird. Uh, oh, favorite breed of dog besides the ones you own. So I'm going to say no cocker either because it, it lives in your house. So you, can, so you can't say cocker, wire hair, or uh, setter. Um, probably a – I hunted with a really good Irish setter last year. It, mm. That might – I mean, it's a setter, but it's different. And it's not <laughs> – I'll, I'll let it slide. <laughs> they're, they're, they're cool looking dogs. Yeah. Kelly Aitken, or I don't know how you, how you even say her name. She's one of my best friends. Yeah, yeah, you told me about Yeah, I want to try to get her on this uh, this podcast. Yeah. She Quinn, sounds like a cool. When 
Guantanamo Bay Irish or something like that. I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah. I'm glad you know how to say it. Because <laughs> I, I, <don't, laughs> I don't. Because uh, it's not like Qantas, Qantas setters. Quant, yeah, something like that. Something like that. Kelly, if you're, I don't know if you listen to this, but if you are, so I'm so sorry if we, we butchered your, <laughs> butchered your Instagram handle. <laughs> Oh man! All right, a couple more here. Um, one piece of gear you would never hunt without. Um, I love my bird vest. I have a hunt ready bird vest. Um, I like that. I love my Cantrek boots. Nice, good like, boots, good vest. Yeah. I, other than that, I I, I have some uh, I have some uh, Sitka kind of thinner stretchy pants they're amazing for are they the ones with the cargo pockets on the side yeah those are one of my favorites i, I, I have a pair they are phenomenal they, they're i love you can snag them on barbed wire climbing oh, on. i don't it's, they're so nice dude i love them they're so nice and for me i'm six five and so they come in like a tall extra like tall size and so they fit freaking perfect <laughs> they're awesome 40 percent off code soon for giving you guys some love on here yeah right i know send it my way come on um all right and then uh your go-to snack on a hunting trip uh that gosh what's it it's like hold on <laughs> Uh oh we're getting a live sample i do this is the no man's land beef jerky what in the world no man's land beef jerky look at that all right you're gonna have to uh save me a pack of that when i <laughs> come out there really expensive it, this thing's like 28 bucks at a gas station or cheetah oh. and the reason i like cheetahs is because they don't get like broke you can i agree <laughs> and they don't get like you don't get crumbs they're just still the, yeah but you get like the the residue on your hands though yeah but i mean you get a little sharp tail blood and little cheetos when you lick them off it's not a big deal guys a little sharp tail blood and Cheetos. Mm, that's a best snack right there, man. I'm sure there's protein in their blood, right? Get a little extra protein in your system. Protein and carbs right there. <laughs> you're, Car- carb blood. So you're you're going to start like draining the blood of a sharp tail and d- <laughs> dipping your Cheetos in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Beverage of choice after a hunt. Uh, Man, it depends on... If it's hot, like now, like I love having a beer. Usually, a, I, li- I like those uh, those electrolytes. Huh? Electrolyte when I'm done and a beer. And We're talking just, fancy beer, cheap beer? A little Bud Light. Fancy as Bud I Light. <laughs> You're like, this stuff's like fancy, fancy wine. It, it is, 100%. <laughs> Oh, I haven't had Bud Light in a long time, actually. It's pretty good. I'm not mainly, a not mainly a cores here. Anything like that? I think it's. I want, I'd rather drink water than. <laughs> 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 oh, Gary, this has been fun, man. Um, appreciate your uh, your time jumping on here and uh, sharing some wisdom on chickens and sharing a little bit more about your uh, your season with us. It's been uh, fun uh, watching watching you chase those chickens and and get out there ch- uh, checking out some new land. So. Come on with me. Yeah, I would love to. I would love to. That'll be fun. So, anyways, um, you're what, what are you? The unhip uplander on Instagram? Yeah, yep. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> unhip uplander. So, if anyone has questions, want to follow along on your uh, on your journey? One of my automatic shotgun, my um, green 
the corn seed hoodie that I wear, you know, definitely not hip. I'm surprised that wasn't taken when you uh, when you jumped on the old gram. I am too. I, I was Gary <laughs> Shaw, and I was like, man, I gotta, I gotta step it up a little bit. And- yeah. I like it, man. I like it. Well, Gary, hopefully uh, we get to hunt this uh, this season together. I'd love uh, getting out there and uh, connecting. So we'll uh, we'll stay in touch. Cool. All right, brother. Thanks again for your time, and uh, we'll talk soon. Okay. See you, bud. Take care. Well, that's a wrap of episode 64 with Gary Shaw. Gary, thank you so much, man. That was, uh, that was a blast. I uh, love getting to know you more and more your story. And uh, just hearing more, I, I think one of the most, my favorite things of this conversation was uh, was hearing more about that hunt uh, you and your son had out in Arizona, uh, both getting your limits of, uh, of the uh, quail slam out there. That was pretty special. Um, you painted a good picture. It felt like I was there. It felt like I was uh, watching this unfold. Um, clearly I was not, but, uh, that was a good story. I think those are stories that, uh, keep us all motivated and keep us all, um, coming back for more uh, on days that aren't great days that, you know, we don't find a bird. We don't bag a bird. Um, it's days like that, that keep us uh, coming back for more, making those long drives, putting in the work with our dogs. So, uh, appreciate you, man. Appreciate your wisdom and sharing your story with us. Um, Hey guys, don't forget, leave a rating and review on Apple podcasts or Spotify. Uh, make sure to share the show with, uh, with a friend, uh, whether it's on social media, Facebook, Instagram, whatever it might be. Uh, make sure to tag the Upland Rookie podcast. I'll, uh, I'll reshare some of those as well. Um, so anyways, hope you guys are enjoying this. Um, we got a ton more great episodes coming up this fall for you and uh so make sure you are subscribed on whatever platform you are listening this to listening to this from <laughs> make sure you're subscribed so you're uh, you're getting all the latest episodes uh coming right to your feed so anyways i hope everyone's doing well and uh, having a great fall season so far i will talk to you guys next week until then put some miles on those boots and follow your favorite bird dog take care <laughs>